As Protestants and Catholics, we worship the same God, we just do it a little differently. For example, Protestants worship God in their Bible studies, fellowship, and spirit-filled services. And Catholics worship God in their beautiful cathedrals, liturgies, and sacred traditions. But that's no reason to behave like prideful little children in the Father's house, fighting over who God loves more, just because we think our way is the best way. For there is no distinction between Jews and Gentiles, and there is no distinction between Protestants and Catholics. The same Lord is Lord of all, and is generous to all who call on Him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. We are all God's children, but the enemy has us distracted and divided against ourselves. Meanwhile, he's destroying our families and robbing our children of their future. We must join forces. Let's stop talking about how we are different and start talking about how we are all the same in our struggles. We are all broken and we all need a savior named Jesus. We like this idea so much we created Broken Catholic, the number one podcast in the world for Protestants and Catholics. Now close your eyes and take a listen as everyday Christians reveal shocking before and after stories of how they resisted or cooperated with God's plan for their life and what happened next. Hi, this is Dr. Scott Hahn and you're listening to Joseph Warren with Broken Catholic. You're going to enjoy everything you hear. Today, my featured guest is Sherilyn Decker. She was a people-pleasing workaholic, and she just admitted offline that she's also a little control freak like myself. So if that speaks to you, BC Nation, listen up. This is the show for you. She was a corporate executive who suffered from mommy guilt and walked through life with misguided purpose and false confidence. She was spiritually empty emotionally drained and sleepless. Then she was laid off and hit rock bottom. Isn't that how life shows up? It's like you're ready to hit your knees, you're all scared up and then something kicks you. You're like, really, there's more? This trial was painful, but it transformed her. It was, it was getting through it where Sherilyn learned how to stop the chaos spinning in her life. Sherilyn believes that it's only when we face our challenges that we can take back control and triumph over them. And maybe we'll speak a little bit about control because is it really us that's taking back control or do we need to surrender that control to the only one who can control things? Now Sherilyn is a spiritual life coach like myself, helping hundreds of Christian working women not just survive their trials, but use them learn from them, and find confidence and peace so they can empower and uplift others. She's here to uplift you today, BC Nation. Sherilyn, welcome to Broken Catholic. Welcome to the number one podcast on iTunes for Protestants and Catholics. Go ahead and share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Thank you, Joseph. And BC Nation, it's so glad to be here with you. Something that you guys don't know about me. You know, I've been an open book, so there's really not much. Um, I did get a, uh, I had posted something interesting on Facebook the other day because we had this massive storm come through Denver, Colorado. 
and which is where I live. And it was so bad that it picked up the dog food bowl, the dog water bowl off the back porch and was hurling it through the backyard like a Frisbee. And so I ran instincts, like it's going to go over the fence and hit a car. So instincts, I run outside and to go grab it, grab flying patio pillows. I mean, this was a serious windstorm. And in like within seconds, I'm drenched to the bone. And then the when I was sharing that, the first question was, are there pictures? <laughs> because people like to see us in our mess. And so I think that that's what I'm good at. It's I'm showing, I like showing people the mess, even if it's just like the mess of everyday life. Um, so yeah, if that mental picture of something of running through the backyard, chasing flying dog bowls is going to be a, um, making you laugh, I, uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of our conversation because it just cracks me up. BC Nation, Broken Catholic Nation, people like to see you in your mess, yet you and I struggle to show our imperfections. Why? Mm. Because we want to put up this facade that we have it all together. Not that we're perfect, but we want to be darn close in the eyes of others, don't we? So, Sherilyn, I want to start the show off with how did you get to this place of spiritual nakedness in front of others because I know I struggle with it. I know my listeners struggles with it. How do you let go and let people in to see those broken imperfections or character defects? I can't say it's easy because I definitely struggle with rejection. And so to put myself out there and be vulnerable and share those things is a setup in that area of my life and to completely surrender that to God. The way I got there was through this fun little thing that God likes to do called pruning and stripping and like, oh, you think that's important to you? Let me take it. Let me ask you for it. Let me ask you to lay it down. And it was in that process of, you know, a tightly gripped fist around different things in my life when he's just like prying those fingers open of like, will you let that go? And it's, I've only learned that it's through sharing those struggles, sharing those everyday things, sharing those big things, like the, you know, the fact that I just said I struggle with rejection, those types of things where I can really say, oh, when I open myself up to that, then I take away the power of the enemy and I let God work in those areas because it's no longer something that anyone can have, um, can use against me because I'm now saying, okay. This is who I am. Let me just show up who I am because fake doesn't, doesn't help anybody. It really doesn't. That's really powerful what you shared. I agree with you that the enemy's only power over us is when he keeps us in the darkness. When he keeps us believing that we should keep our secrets. That we're the only ones struggling with it that we stay in this isolation and then he condemns us. Mm -hmm. But the second that we surrender it and share it with others, Hey, I'm struggling with this. I'm struggling with addiction in this area. Like you said, it cracks open the door. God's light comes in through that door and the enemy runs like a little scared girl. Let's be real about it. I know in my own life, this has happened so many times, but it's the scariest thing to crack open the door, yet God, Jesus, knocks on that door constantly. Let me in. 
I want to dispel the darkness in your life and set you free. Mm. I want to give you clarity and sight. You can't see in the dark. Let my light show you the way. Yet we fight it and we somehow find comfort in the darkness. Why do you think that is, Sherilyn? Because of shame. Tell me more. We find comfort in the darkness because when we feel shame over something, it's easier to cover that. It's what happened in the Garden of Eden. There was this break of intimacy between them and the Lord. And so they immediately felt the need to cover. And that's the voice of shame. And when we find ourselves this need to cover, this need to say, oh, I can't be exposed in that area. Now this, let me be clear. This does not mean we splash it on a billboard for everybody in town to see. There are certain people that we share that with um, until we get to a place where God asks us to share our story with more people. Had you, you know, had we had a conversation at a coffee shop probably 10 years ago, I would have never probably admitted to some of the things that I'm in a complete healing place now that I can talk about. Um, so there's some things that just require an intimate place with the Lord. And he's just like, will you let me in? And that's the first step is letting him in. We don't necessarily have to think that it's always about blasting it in popular places on social media, standing from our front porch and telling all of our neighbors that isn't necessarily the first step. <laughs> that's usually the last step. That's usually the place when he's like, I'm ready to deliver you of that, but you go have to go tell somebody. And so shame covering is the first thing when we start to begin to, to do that. It's when he's like, okay, you know, will you even let me in? And we like to, we don't like to think of the word of intimacy of the Lord as something relational, but he's really saying, will you let me under the covers? Will you let me see that? Will you, will you let me see what you've hid underneath the rug? And to see that place of intimacy as a place of love with the Lord sets us free. Hmm. It's so difficult, BC Nation, isn't it? Mm -hmm. What's that thing you're holding on to right now that you're hiding from God? You're hiding from your heavenly father. By the way, a little secret. He already sees it. He can see through the covers. He can see through the door. He sees the hurt. He sees the woundedness. He actually feels it with you. He wants to take it from you, set you free from it. Yet what do we do? We want to fix it ourselves. Like somehow we get to play God in our own lives. Well, the question I ask to you is, how's it going? Is it working? Is your self-reliance working? It's a yes or no question. There's no make wrong in it. You don't have to feel bad about it. Yes or no, is it working? If your answer is no, my next question, what do you want to do about it? And I know for some of you, at least this was me, I don't want to do anything about it. I know it's not working. I don't care. It's too uncomfortable. I'm not ready. Okay, fine. That's where you are. You'll go through some more suffering. And like Sherilyn said, God will pry your fingers open and it will be painful. Or you could just relax, let go, give it to him now. And then the third question is, what new possibilities do you want to create around that? Do you want to have to go and do all the work and fix it yourself? The Christian story is not a fix-it-yourself story. It's not a do-it-yourself. It's not a DIY 
story. The Christian story, the biblical story, is a done-for-you story. It's Jesus did it for you. He wants to come and take it from you. He wants to put your heavy struggles, strife, suffering, woundedness from childhood on his back. You can't do it yourself. So anytime I hear, Shailen, ah, I need to work on that. Well, I'm going to work on that. You ever hear that? Oh, yeah. All the time. I know I've said it enough times myself. Mm-hmm. Anytime you say that, BC Nation, that's your evidence that you're playing God in your own life. Sherilyn, what's showing up for you in this? Maybe you want to push back on something. Maybe you want to drill deeper into something. What do you want to share? Hmm. Yeah, I think probably earlier this week, I've said I'm working on that. (laughs) I mean, I think I, I just, I had dinner with friends the other night, you know, and they, it's been nice to have actually people in the house coming over right now. And we were talking about shop, right? Work. And it was one of those things that I'm still working on my identity. Why? Why am I still working on my identity when it's really, right? It's not mine. My whole job, he reminds me over and over again, is just to be a reflection of who he is and let him take those ugly spots and fill them with him and replace them with him. Yet, two days ago, I just said, I'm working on that. (laughs) I'm working on that, I believe, is another way of saying God, I don't trust you with that. Yet I do. Yet I get to the place where I'm like, Lord, I do trust you with that. But I think sometimes it's just our lack of um, having the right words. And I love what you've just done. You've given us the vocabulary. You've given us the way to approach the Lord and be like, hey, I notice that this is still an empty spot. I notice this is still, you know, sore. And so I hand it to you. And it's, it's okay to catch ourselves in the, I'm working on that, as long as it's in a posture of surrender with the palms up. It's like, I recognize that this is an area that needs work. And so I give it to the master carpenter who's going to strip it, take all the icky paint off, the layers and layers of mess that we've put on it because if we've tried to do it ourselves, we've tried to cover up ourselves, and he's going to strip it and he's going to make it something beautiful Um, that's a reflection of him. And I think it's, but it's having to come to that realization of realizing I just caught myself saying something that reminds me I need to surrender. So yeah, the covering and then the place that recognizes that this is something that I need to work on. And I think that's healthy. It's healthy to go through those assessments and be like, okay, what's the area that needs the most work right now? Because then that's a place that we, it's an invitation to say, okay, God, here. And we're not, we don't as a culture do that very well. We go call the guru. We take a course. And those things are fine. They're great. Sometimes we need help. But the, the Holy Spirit school is by far much more effective. Really well said. I like what you did with that and exactly where we were headed, uh, as well as the trigger words is, I need to work on that or I'm going to work on that. The next step is, Surrender it to God so that he takes it. That's your part in it. That's the work in it. But that's not what we tend to do. Our little control freak on the inside, our brain, our ego says, I'm God. 
I'll fix me. Thank you so much. I don't actually trust you with it. I trust me more, even though I have a lifetime of evidence that I suck at this. <laughs> right? <laughs> which is so true. <laughs> which is so true. I'm not speaking about myself here, BC Nation. And we go to work on it. Or we go to the spiritual guru and we say, hey, help me work on this. Help me fix me. When in fact, the spiritual guru, if they're good at what they do, should do one thing and one thing only. Hey, I don't have the power to fix this, neither do you, but let me introduce you to the one who does. Let me bring you to him and let me show you how to access his miraculous healing power in your life. Yes. So that you're finally set free from this. Let me show you that. And anyone who acts like they can help you and doesn't take you through themselves to him, well, shoot, that's just idolatry, isn't it? So, Sherilyn, I like you. <laughs> Thanks, Joseph. I like you, too. <laughs> I really do. I was on your website. I like your messaging. I like what you're up to in the world. I like your story. Your bio introduction, brilliant. It's very story-esque. It's not, you know, degrees and achievements. It's more spiritual nakedness. What is God doing in your life right now? Where is he taking you right now? And step forward in that. Mm-hmm. Like that one little area you're still possibly clinging on to and just not fully giving him all the trust, right? Meaning you're giving him 90% trust, 90% surrender, or 99 but there's 1% you're still holding back. It's a plan B. <laughs> Just in case God doesn't come through for me, I have my plan B. We all have that. What would happen if you gave him that extra 1%? What does he have in store for you? What do you see? So I'm headed to the promised land of things that have been spoken over my life for a while. And one of them came when I was on the couch after being laid off and just my quiet time with the Lord. And I was reading a book by a Christian influencer and my husband's like, who's that? He didn't know who she was. And that's fine because she's in the Christian, you know, women's circles. And I was like, oh, well, she, you know, she's a speaker at women's conferences. And he says, you should do that. And I'm like, what? So here's my husband, not typically a prophetic person, saying something right into my destiny. And then from that point on, more confirmations of that word began to kind of build. And now we're in the process of going through the place from, from through that wilderness, through all of that stripping, through all of that, let's make sure you take none of you into this promised land. That's where I'm headed. Not because I wanted it, because I wanted to go back into the corporate world. I wanted to go back and be what I was before. And that's Egypt with all of its leeks and onions. And onions that can be great in an omelet. They can be great, you know, in some things, but I had them on a buffalo burger yesterday. Onions are great, but that is not the sustenance that God wants us to have or anything based off of something that was the wrong identity. And so that's where I'm headed. And what is in my way is me. What is in my way is everything I'm afraid of in the process of getting there. It's everything that's, it's the no's. I'm afraid of the no. I'm afraid of the phone calls that are like, yep, no, you're not right for me. Because... 
I was invited to speak at a really large uh, mega church. I was going to be a keynote speaker at a career day. And the week before, they canceled on me because I was a nobody. Oh, and that just hit me right in the spot of that rejection. And so it's been this process, and that was just in November. There's been this process of saying, Lord, you have equipped the called. You haven't necessarily called the equipped. You're right. I have no accolades on any of my stuff that says I'm anybody. I'm just like you who is telling my story to help people overcome some of the thing, same things I've been through. Because if my story can help other people, then I have a responsibility to share it. And that's really all it's about. It's not about me trying to, you know, to do what the gurus say, write the book or take this you know, join Toastmasters or whatever it is that they're telling me to do. It's just saying, okay, God, I trust you with this awful thing called process <laughs> and the experience to walk me through that wilderness and know that, you know, we're going to be checking my character to make sure I can sustain what you've called me into. And so there's some of that where, you know, I do, I have to face myself. I have to face those things that I'm afraid of, those things that have been trigger spots for me before. Mm. So real, so honest, so open. I identify personally. I know I'm in a season right now of waiting, waiting on the Lord. Wait patiently on the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Yes, wait patiently on the Lord. It repeats itself twice. Why? Because we suck at the patience part. <laughs> For sure. I do. And I'm sitting in this place of everything's fine, everything's good, money's good, right? All of it's good, but Lord, use me. There's so much more you put inside of me, use me. And it's a place of not going out and trying to make it happen on my own, which is the old story of me. And for anyone who knows, I run you know a business podcast as well, and I've had some success in multi-million dollar businesses and stuff, and I know how to go out and make it happen on my own. And God's asking me not to. Well, that's just a crappy place to be. Well, God, you won't give me the steps. You want me to wait, but then you won't let me go out and take steps and make it happen on my own the way I think it should go. Well, now I'm in this in-between wilderness. And it's tough. It's difficult, Sherilyn. Yes. I'm with you right there, just speaking right back into you. And we just sit there. And it feels so irresponsible. <laughs> Doesn't it? It does. It does. feels like I, I, I should be doing something. You just want me to be at home loving on my wife and beautiful new baby and, and people around me? That's it? <laughs> When I hear that out loud, I'm like, well, shouldn't that be enough? Uh, yeah. But I want to go do. I want to perform well for God. But God doesn't need our performance, does he? No, he doesn't. What shows up for you in that, in your own story? Yeah. I mean, there's just so much in that. There's the, you know, business marketing that everybody has been taught. And then there's the God kingdom marketing, which is what God does, which is a long series of a four-letter word, wait, W-A-I-T, which none of us like. It's, I think it's my, you know, it's when it comes to four-letter words, that's the one God likes to use the most, right? Can I just be that, <laughs> can I be edgy in that, that God has a couple of those? And it's in that place that I just don't like. I am a doer. 
I am a type A. I'm a hot, I'm a D on the disc. Like I get it. I'm a get it done girl. And yet he says no. And so I've experienced the glass ceiling when it comes to women in the workplace where you can't go any further than this. The most painful one though is the God ceiling. When he's like, you will not go further than this. And then you're like, I don't understand. And he doesn't tell you. I mean, talk about silence, loneliness, silence in the wilderness. Those 40 days where Jesus was in there was painful, except for it's been longer than 40 days for most of us in this place. I laughed that uh, when Corona hit that I'd been training for this for years <laughs> because I'd been in the wilderness. <laughs> like, this is great. I was, you know, I'm going to go, I was teasing one of my best friends and I said, I think I've been in this cave so long I've actually put wallpaper up. <laughs> I'm decorating. I'm decorating the darkness. Yeah, because you peek your head out of the cave to do something and then the rejection wolves come at you and you're like, never mind, I'm going back in. And so there's this place where even in the invitations to step out of the wilderness, even in the invitations to step into the authority that, that God has given us in the places we've had wins where we've actually um, taken the territory already in some areas, you know, that, um, that that wilderness becomes haunting. Um, and then that can be, then that's become a place of uh, where the enemy kind of gets in and negates to make that wilderness a stronghold. In the wilderness in the desert is where Jesus was tempted. Yeah. While he was waiting, mm -hmm. right? To be put into assignment, to go do for his father. He waited and the enemy tempted. And here you are waiting, enemies tempting you. Here I am waiting, enemies tempting me. And God is calling us. And I really like what you created there. And I'm just going to put in my own words and make it personal. Uh, God is calling me to go from a get it done guy to him who's a wait on me, God. So to go from a get it done type person to a wait on me, God, and relationship with a wait on me, God, is what a difficult, difficult transition. And to just sit there and wait and feel irresponsible and, and just have all those feelings come at you and the enemy speak all that negative self-talk into your mind and for you to just not give it any meaning. Mm -hmm. Don't create any stories. Mm -hmm. Nope. I'm waiting on God. Thanks so much. Thanks for that that feedback. Appreciate it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right. I'm still waiting, still waiting. Uh, so difficult yet. We're called to do it. All right. Sherilyn, we're speaking with Sherilyn Decker. You can find her at SherilynDecker.com forward slash broken. Sherilyn is spelled C H E R L Y N. And Sherilyn, what are your top three spiritual steps, strategies, insights, for my listener right now who is waiting in the wilderness, waiting on God and trying their best to let go of their get it done personality and ego. Mm -hmm. What do you got? Number one, and this is Joseph, this dropped into my heart when you were talking. It's to realize that rest is a weapon. We think of rest as a day off. We think of rest as the Saturday where we sit on the couch and, you know, sit in front of the television or we, you know, sit on the porch with a glass of lemonade. That is not rest. That's rest, leisure. That's leisure. Rest is empowering. Rest is the place where we realize that God is equipping us, 
that we are doing things in his strength and not in our own, and that we are doing things and we walk in the steps that he has asked us to walk in, and we use rest as a weapon. Number two is when those thoughts against the enemy come at us. I want to give you one tip. It's to use the words wrong address. Just like mail that's delivered to the wrong house, when somebody says something, whether it's yourself, whether it's your neighbor, whether it's that family member that we always are speaking negative over our lives, whether it's anybody at work, if they say something that is against the identity that God has put in you, it's wrong address. It or is wrong not number. Yours. Wrong Sorry, number. Wrong number. Wrong number. Yeah, this is not this is not yours. They've called the wrong person. They've sent it to the wrong house. Return to sender. And there's Love something it. really powerful about that. When we say return to sender, that means the enemy has to eat his words. And so just send it back. Not yours. Not mine. Not it. It's the modern day by Felicia. Powerful. What's yeah. your number three? My number three. is just give it to God at the first opportunity. How do we do it? Oh, I'm still learning this, right? I think we, we've talked about some of those things. We've talked about when we realize we're covering something, when we realize we've said things that I'm working on this, when we realize that there's a bit of a fence that has just rised up and risen up in us, when we're seeing the same side of the mountain again, gotta give that to you because I'm seeing this terrain again. When it's the same personality types that's pushing our buttons, God, I give that to you because he wants to do a work in us so that those things don't bother us anymore. And the sooner that we give it to him, the sooner he can bring healing and the sooner we can become more and more like Jesus. Brilliant. There you have it, BC Nation. There's your top three from Sherilyn Decker. Sherilyn, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the <laughs> confession round. This is where I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready? I'm ready. What's your favorite thing about God? Oh, his love. What's your least favorite thing about God? Process. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> his four letter language. <laughs> Sherilyn, what are you most afraid of? Oh failure. Yeah. I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our lives. What are you struggling with either professionally or personally right now? Yeah, it's rejection. Rejection. Got it. What did you spend way too much time doing in your 20s? <laughs> in my 20s, um, chasing a career that God didn't end up putting me in. Got it. What secret fear do you have about people? Hmm. Judgment. Yeah. What do you wish you had learned sooner about God? How funny he is. He is funny. What's a new habit that you want to form? New habit that I want to form. Oh, gosh. I mean, just in personal life, I just need to get better at routine. And just those practices that help me in all areas of my life, staying connected to God, doing, eating the right things. I mean, routine. The boring stuff. I know. What's a bad habit you want to break? Not taking advantage of rest. <laughs> Got it. Pick three words to describe who you are now. Confident. Um, 
unshakable faith. Got it. That's kind of like two words. Yeah, yeah, I like it. <laughs> Pick three words to describe who you are before you surrendered to waiting on God. Independent, controlling, and a workaholic. Mm, powerful. And last question, Sherilyn, if you could come back to life after you died, look your family and friends in the eye, give them only one piece of advice about everything, eternity, all of it. What would you say to them? That God's plans are bigger than you can ever amask, ask or imagine. And I can imagine and ask for some pretty big things. Powerful. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about having a relationship, a surrendered relationship to God versus not? It starts with believing the promises that God has for you. And they're found in the word of God. If you open up the word of God and you find a promise that speaks to you, you stand on it until it comes true. Because even though his timing may not be now, it doesn't mean the promise won't come true. His word will never return void. Find that promise, hold on to it, and don't ever let it go. BC Nation, believe in the promises that God has for you. That is how you combat negative self-talk or lies of the enemy. That's how you return to sender or sorry, wrong phone number or wrong address is to repeat back to the enemy the biblical promises that God has for you. And when you repeat it enough times in a day, guess what happens? Your brain actually gets renewed. You get a renewal of the mind. And when your mind renews, Man, your behavior changes, doesn't it? And then you just start attracting God's goodness in your life. All right. Sherilyn, uh, how does BC Nation get in touch with you? You got some gifts for them. What do you got? I do. So one of the first places I struggled with was figuring out how to find the right words to prayer, how to take those promises of God and declare them over myself. So if that's an area that you struggle, you can find that on my website, Sherilyn Decker forward slash broken. It's a special page just for you. Um, and that's C-H-E-R. L-Y-N, Decker, D-E-C-K-E-R.com. And it'll be in the show notes for you. Um, so I'll give Joseph a link for that. And then that um, will help bring some power to your prayers. And if you can't speak the word of God over you, then there's videos there where I actually pray them over you so that you can just sit and soak in it. So that's the gift that I have for you. And I know it's awkward to speak the word of God over our lives at first, just like learning how to ride a bike. We are going to fall. It's going to be messy. And it's okay eventually you'll do it and it'll be great. All right, go pick that up. BC Nation, God love you. And uh, Sherilyn, thank you for being on Broken Catholic. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life. Thank you, Joseph, and all of Broken Catholic Nation. Glad to be here. Have you tried absolutely everything and nothing has worked? Have you tried therapy? Have you tried coaching? Have you tried counseling, Christian counseling? Nothing's worked for you, for your spouse. You just want better communication. When you wake up, do you feel like you want to crawl under a rock in the morning time? Is your brain so scattered and foggy at this point that you're not following through with things? You're not keeping your word in the matter. You're letting people down, maybe your own spouse or kids. Do you have way too much on your plate and you're getting more and more frustrated, which is turning into anger? Are you battling addictions right now? Are you an amped up or frantic person with a lot of anxiety and you're off and on of bipolar and depression medicines? 
if any of these you connect with, then what I do is specifically this. I do not do therapy. I do not do counseling. Those are for people that want to talk about their problems or learn different ways to cope and manage their problems. I don't do that. Reach out to me if you want to get rid of your problems permanently. Like be done with the addiction. Be done with the medications. Be done with the escaping your life because you just feel so powerless in it. If you want those results and you want peace, it's what we all want. We're all chasing it. We had it as kids. We lost it. Life beat the crap out of us. If you want peace, that's what I sell. It's God's peace. So you can find that at josephwarren.net. You can schedule a call with me, complimentary. I'll contribute 30 minutes of my time into your life. We'll get clear on what you actually want. Then we'll see if we're, we want to work together. And that's me interviewing you to see if you're ready. Are you ready to do what it takes? Some people try to come to me, but they're not ready to be coachable. They're not ready to get rid of the problems. Again, if you don't want to talk about your problems anymore and you've tried everything and nothing has worked and you want to permanently get rid of them, go to josephwarren.net and let's see if I'm your guy.